Welcome to the Fro in the Flow. What is going on, guys? I'm your host, Ralph Compiano. I'm an editor at Burbs Entertainment, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, the exotic olive oil taster, Jack Martin, a.k.a. The Martian. What's poppin', my G? Shit, not much, man. Nice to be back in the studio. Yeah, I'm back. We're in person, live and uncut, just like our gems. Ooh. We're, we're going to be dealing today. Today, we're talking about the 25 best basketball players in the world who are 25 years old or under. Now, this is important because a lot of the players that are coming to your mind right now are 26 years old. Okay, so let me give you a list of some 26-year-olds that aren't going to be on this list. We have Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nikola Jokic, Julius Randle, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, all 26 years old. Some 27-year-olds who are They're all list. 26? They're all 26. I thought that was so weird, all of them. Embiid makes sense because yeah. he missed like the first eight years of his career. Mm-hmm. Giannis... It's kind of surprising, but at the same time, I also remember seeing him play as a bench player on the Bucks when I was in like eighth grade. When he was a baby, like a literal yeah. baby. But damn, right. Julius Randle, mm-hmm. those guys are all the same age. Pascal Siakam, so it really is because they all enter the league at different points. They've all entered our consciousness at different points. So some twenty-seven-year-olds, Anthony Davis and Bradley Beal, right? And then we've got some other guys who are off the list because of injuries. Uh, so Jaron Jackson Jr. won't be on here. Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz. You know, some magic guys or whatever. But, yeah, Bradley Beal and Anthony Davis the same age. It's just, like, mind-boggling. Bradley Beal and Giannis were only a year apart. That's uh-huh. crazy. It is. Um, some other players that aren't going to be on the list just because they don't deserve to be here right now. D'Angelo Russell. Did you know he has the worst net rating in the league? The entire league, D'Angelo Russell does? I'm not surprised. Not good for us D'Angelo disciples. Uh, Michael Porter. Uh, I don't know. I think he's, he's in Minnesota. So, like. I Yeah, I think he just got put in really bad situations. He, I mean, he did get the Nets to the playoffs that year, and he then did. they were like, go to this garbage Warriors team, and <laughs> go to an even worse Timberwolves team. Him and Cat have been on the same team for over a calendar year and have played five games together. That's so sad. I would be so sad if I was a Timberwolves I think fan. it's hard to imagine that they wouldn't be significantly better with those two playing at the Every night. same time. Because yeah. Malik Beasley's good, too. Uh, another Timberwolf not on the list. Anthony Edwards, uh, Michael Porter Jr. is not on this list. James Wiseman, Aaron Gordon, Lonzo Ball, Tyler Harrell. Let me give you some Tyler Harrell numbers really quick before we go into this. They're not very good. He has a minus 10 net rating. He's shooting 10% worse from the free throw line this year. He was at 87% last year. He's at 77 this year. And he's shooting 5% worse from three. So that chick that he's banging right now, Katya, I think he might be focused on Instagram a little bit too much. And I need him to get back in the gym because right now he's playing out of shape. Yeah, I mean... Are you surprised, though? No, I'm not. I mean, he was so fucking good in the playoffs that we expected him to carry over. But also, like, he's coming off, like, a month and a half, like, of rest. So, like, I think it's it's going really roughly for the Heat right now. I mean, they have injuries all over the place, and they've given him a big workload. So, obviously, yeah. his percentages are going to go down because he's trying hard naturally. Like, last year, he was, like, what, fourth option most of the time? Now he's like, oh, you're the Dude, first option. Dude, he really sometimes. wasn't that, like. He wasn't, like, special. He wasn't like Magic yeah, Johnson in the fucking report, 1980 finals. Bleach Report wasn't like tweeting graphics about him mid-game yeah. in the, during the regular season. It was more just like, you know, NBA Twitter was like, oh, this white boy's balling. And also, if I was a 20-year-old in South Beach that was just in the NBA finals, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be a dickhead too. I'd be shooting 10%, at least 10% worse than the free throw line. Um, all right, so let's just get right into it. Uh, number 25 on our list, we're going 25 through 1. Uh, I have created this list myself. I'm going to be bouncing these off of Jack. So we I don't going, I don't know any of these. We're going to go back and forth a little bit. Um, I have hidden a lot of them, 
Do you not even have it pulled up right now? No, I haven't <laughs> oh, the list. Jack's going in blind. Okay, so number 25. Yeah, it looks like fucking Black Ops 1. I texted you that earlier. It does. I'm like about to play zombies. Okay, so at number 25, we have a 19-year-old basketball player. He's a rookie. He went to Chino Hills. He's LeVar Ball's son and Lonzo Ball's brother. It's LaMelo He's Ball. He's only 25? He's at number 25 on this list. So I, I guess I should I should make the case first. This is not a list of only the best players right now, um, and it's not of the best assets in years to come, nor who has impressed us in recent memory. Uh, it's a combination of all of those factors. So how they're playing right now, who we think they can be next year, like a year from today, and then also like what they've already done for us. Okay, so accounting all of that into like how badly do I want this guy on my franchise? Okay, but also how well is he performing in the modern day NBA? Okay, okay. All right, so Lamelo Lamel Ball is at number 25. He's averaging 15 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists. He's shooting 44% from the field, 35% from three, which is a lot better than I think a lot of people would have thought, uh, and 80% from the stripe. So the numbers are impressive. They're fine. They're really good for a rookie point guard. But like you can just kind of tell when you watch Charlotte, you're like, oh, this is Lamelo Ball's team. And that's huge for me. Like, I mean, for you, too, like, you go out and you're like, I guess I'll watch Charlotte tonight. You never would have said that last, like, fucking decade of your life. Like, since Gerald Wallace was there, you wouldn't, like, opt Even in to watch Even when Gerald Wallace was there, I would watch them in the playoffs lose the Magic in the first round. <laughs> like, I was never going out of my... They weren't even on national TV, so, like, I didn't have streams on my Wii. Yeah. No. I just never watched them. But LaMelo... But since he's become a starter, he's averaging, like, 28 and 8. He's a beast, dude. He's so good. I, mean, I watch him, and I kind of... I love Patrick Williams, so, like... And I like how he fits on the team, but sometimes I imagine Lamelo in a Bulls jersey. Mm, mm, he would be tasty in a Bulls jersey. Him and Levine together. I mean, just like do you, you see the fucking oops that he pulls off with Miles Bridges, dude, like PJ Washington, Cody Zeller. Him with Zach Levine would be, or Daniel so Gafford, fun. like even somebody like that, just somebody with some bounce. Um, but kind of out on Gafford. Okay, uh, he has a contagious energy. That's the biggest thing with Lamelo for me. Like. He He's comes fun. in, revitalizes your franchise from the jump. Such a great draft pick. I don't think the Warriors regret drafting Wiseman because I think they like him. But, I mean, just imagine LaMelo on that offense as a playmaker for Steph, uh, just spreading the floor a little bit. Him um, and Draymond would be the best playmaking duo in the league. They would. All right, number 24. Uh, this guy's a power forward for the Atlanta Hawks. His name is John Collins, and he is 23 years old. I have mixed feelings on John Collins. What's your stance on him? Mixed. Okay. Uh, his shooting numbers are down across the board this season. He was really, really good last year. I, I, if we would have done this rankings last year, I think he would have been in the top 20. His numbers were insane. Yeah, he had a really good season. Um, so he was averaging about 11 boards last year. He's at only eight. I think that's a direct reflection of Capella being on the roster now. For sure. Um, but his shooting numbers are down as well. I guess that's also has to do with Capella clogging the paint a little bit. But, I mean, he's on the Hawks. The Hawks have been really disappointing. We're going to talk about another player from the Hawks later, obviously. Um but I don't know. I don't know what his trajectory is as an NBA player. Like, what's what's his ceiling? Is it? I don't know. I don't. The Hawks don't really. Is his ceiling Amari Stoudemire? Is he even going to be that good? No, no. Because Amari was already really good when he was like nineteen. He, oh, no, yeah. he's out of high school. Yeah, yeah. He's. I don't. I don't know. It's like, what's he going to do on the Hawks? Like, what are the Hawks going to do? While he's still like super young, like probably nothing, and yeah. they couldn't come to terms on like a, he turned down like a massive per, deal, four years, ninety five million dollars. Yeah, like who I don't know. Like I've never really thought of as like from the perspective of a Bulls fan, but like yeah, let's go sign like John Collins when he's a free agent. Like I don't know what teams are. 
he's kind of hard to gauge his value because like he had really good stats last year, but the Hawks were butt, so it's kind of hard to be like, oh, like these were like effective numbers. So I don't know. I, I think 24 is a good ranking for him. I'm not like super high on John Collins. I don't really think about him that much. All right, nor am I. Right, number 23, I had hit him, but since you don't even have any of these, I think this one's going to come as to a shock to a lot of our listeners and even you. At number 23, I have the man who was dating Larsa Pippen for some time. His name is Malik Beasley. He's a shooting guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So he is the only. How old is he? So he is 24 years old right now. Um, he seems older for some reason. Did you know he's averaging 20 points per game right I now? I did. Crazy. He's having a really good season. That's why I think that if the Timberwolves were all healthy at the same time, they could be pretty decent. Like D'Lo, Malik Beasley, and Cat's like a pretty good trio. And Anthony Edwards. Like This is at the very least a fun team to watch if they are all healthy. But that's the problem. They're never all healthy. So he's averaging 20.5 points, 4.5 boards, 2.5 assists. Uh, going 45% from the field, 40% from three, and 85% from the line. So not bad for Malik Beasley. I mean, he was kind of an afterthought in Denver, but he's in Minnesota now. Not getting a lot of attention because he's in Minnesota now. And I, I like Malik game. Beasley. I'm all in on him. Yeah. Dude, it sucks for them, too, because the Warriors have their pick. Oh, that's brutal. Well, top three protected. So I, I think that might be like – the device that they're moving forward with this season. They're like, okay, if we're going to be this bad, we might as well be that bad and hopefully get that top three pick. But if, a warrior, if, that, if that lands at four in this draft, that is so fu- – that is, like, intolerably brutal for a Timberwolves fan. I would definitely switch franchises if I was Jack McCoy. <laughs> Dude, is it even intolerable at this point? Hasn't the whole thing been intolerable? Yeah, but, I mean, you still have – like, you had hope. Like, when they had Tibbs and Jimmy Butler – For a year. And Cat, like, you had hope. Now, like, there really is no hope. Like, I don't see a future, like, with this roster. If anything, I'm flipping everything. Like, I would flip all these fuckers. Dude, I mean, like, Nikola Pekovic was just, like, <laughs> fuck playing for the Timberwolves. I'm going to go be a mobster. Wait, is he a mobster now? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know you were in on the Russian clicks. Something like that. All right. At number 22, our first Duke player. Not our last. I can promise you that much. Duke in the NBA. It's R.J. Barrett. He is 20 years old. He's experiencing a sophomore surge, as they like to call it, for Knicks the New York nice. Knicks. The Knicks are the four seed in the East right now. Tibbs coach of the year. Tibbs coach of the year. Uh, R.J. Barrett, he's going to get better at something every single year of his career. I can promise you that. He's one of the hardest working guys in the league right now. He's very low-key. Even for being in New York, you don't hear like all these tadboy things. Obviously, COVID's going on and whatnot, but... He's a low-key guy, and he's just a grinder. And he has that Mamba mentality. Steve Nash is his godfather, has the NBA pedigree. His dad played professionally. His shooting numbers are up across the board. He's getting used to the NBA. He's getting accustomed. I think last year, like, he was just thrown in the mix. And they're like, they did the same thing that all New York teams do with their lottery picks. They're like, okay, pressure's on. Go perform. Right. And that's a lot of weight on an 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid's shoulders. Now that he's 20, he's been in the league for a year. He's getting used to it. Julius Randle is fucking hooping. We can't talk about him because he's not on the list. But, I mean, that pairing, it's fun. Like, they're a fun team to watch. They have so much grit and so much just absolute hustle. Like, that's the kind of stuff I want to watch when I tune into an NBA game. They've got a fun team. And you don't hear shit about anything about the Knicks because um, I saw something that their president, Leon Rose, has had given one interview to the media since being hired. Didn't have an an inductory press conference or anything. Nobody hears anything from him. And Tibbs is... A pretty like quiet coach, I guess. He's not a guy that's gonna go out and like talk a whole lot. 
And D Rose, super quiet guy. This team is just grinding. They have the Tibbs mentality. Um, I think he deserves Coach of the Year. I don't even think there's a doubt in my mind that he deserves Coach and of the they, Year. And Emmanuel quickly, super fun. Nerlens Noel's been an animal this season. I wanted to put quickly on this list so bad. I wanted him on here so bad. I just didn't. I mean, I could have squeezed out Malik Beasley, I guess. But like, ooh, I love Malik Beasley. All right. Anyway, let's move on to so to number twenty one, a former New York Nick. Uh, this is a guy who's been struggling after a few injuries, a lot of injuries. He's 25 years old. It's Chris Stapps Porzingis. I have him at number 21 right in front of R.J. Barrett. Talk to me about the downfall of Chris Stapps Porzingis because we used to talk about this guy like, oh, this is this is it. He's the next thing. Dude, he's the unicorn. I think it's just injuries, man. I think injuries kind of fucked him over, and it makes sense. It. I can only imagine how hard it is to come back from knee injury, like multiple knee injuries when you're that tall and like that long. So, I mean, it makes sense. And I think, how old is he? He's 25. That's it? I know. Who did he get drafted with? Um, He was in the Jalil Okafor and MB draft. Or no, Carl Anthony Towns draft, sorry. He was. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he was. That feels like so long ago. I know. It's insane. All right, he is the second worst individual defensive rating in the entire league for any player that plays more than an average of 20 minutes per game. Makes sense. The only one who is worse is Corey Joseph. So not the best thing in the world when you're a seven foot three center power forward and you're among Corey Joseph as far as defensive statistics are concerned. He still has the 40 football, which is great. Like I love watching him shoot from 28 feet beyond the like this dude will pull from anywhere right and he has a great post game but Dallas I mean they're relying on him a lot and he's not giving them what they need and if you wanted to play him at center which I think is his ideal position obviously you'd expect him to protect the rim can't really do that much anymore with those injuries and that was a lot that was a huge part of his value you're like oh this guy can come off a screen and protect the rim for me like that's like Dwight Howard on the magic except this motherfucker can pull up off the dribble right can't do that anymore buddy um, I mean, he was an all-star. He was. He was an all-star. So, yeah, injuries suck. All right, uh, so this was number 20. This is technically the youngest player on this list. He just turned 21 years old. He's not technically the youngest. Well, whatever. His birthday is on leap day, so he's technically five years old. It's Tyrese Halliburton, point guard, shooting guard, combo guard for the Sacramento Kings from Iowa State. Um, really, really fun player. Uh, kind of one of like those we're going to talk about the Spurs and the Jazz at some point on here because we're going to have to talk about Donovan at some point. But he's like one of those guys that I think you could just put on any team and he's going to make the ball move, kind of like Joe Ingles in a way, except like he has explosive athleticism, great intangibles defensively. Mm-hmm. This dude reads passes like before other players even think about making them. And I think like Lamelo's probably – he has gotten the most attention for all the rookies, but I think Halliburton deserves at least 90% of what Lamelo's done. He's not as flashy. But he's just as productive. Yeah, he's fun. I watched him uh, against the, the Bulls a couple nights ago. He's a really good player, and he does definitely does deserve more attention. And you see, I think I see a lot of praise for him on my timeline when he's playing well, and people kind of praise like how good he was right away. Um, but I think, yeah, I get what you mean. Lamelo is just so flashy. He's the new guy. That's who the media picked. Like mm-hmm. they have one every year. So. Exactly, and. I think the important thing with this is, all right, so it's per 36 numbers. They won't, like, blow you away. He's putting up 16, four boards, six and a half half assists, two steals and a block while shooting 50, 43, 83. 
Great shooting split. That's really good. As a rookie, like, Crazy. what more could you ask for? And he's a, a kind of clanky shot, so it's like it's really weird. Or not clanky, but clunky. Um, but I think the important thing to keep in mind is that he is the tertiary playmaker, secondary. Like, they have De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald. And this guy's coming in, like, he has to take the back seat to him because he's the rookie. But he's putting up these numbers, and he's not even, like, the focal point of their offense, like, ever. Like, he's just going out there and making plays. Right. Yeah, and it sucks for him that he's on the Kings. It does suck that he's on the Kings. Um, number Which 19. Like, it's confusing that they're bad because they have a lot of good young pieces. I don't know what it is, but whatever. Yes. I L- mean, Luke uh, Walton's our head coach. How old is Buddy Heald? Uh, he's 26, maybe he 27. Okay. Or 35, nobody knows. Um, number 19 on this list is DeAndre Ayton, a 22-year-old center for the Phoenix Suns. He's in a, He's How old is he? 22. Yeah, he's, oh, he's okay. Yeah, he's my age. He looks like he's fucking 37. Yeah, he looks so old, dude. And, like, I don't know why, like, nobody puts him. I mean, he's better than Sam Bowie was, but, like, drafting him over Luka is just a stain on the Phoenix Suns organization that I don't think they. They honestly don't get roasted for it enough. If anybody gets roasted for the Luka thing, it's the Hawks for trading the Trey Young pick for him. Like, they could have had Luka too, but Phoenix. DeAndre Ayton isn't ever going to be your best player on a championship roster, but I think he has the ability to adapt to his surroundings enough to be, like, second or third best player. I mean, his numbers have dipped this year, though. So the Chris Paul effect isn't what we thought it was going to be, and it's a little bit different. They're still winning games. That's all that matters. But he was averaging 18 and 11 last year. He's putting up 14 and a half and 11 this year on four less shot attempts per game. So just as efficient, just not getting as many looks. Um, But where he struggles is getting to the charity stripe. So he only shoots two and a half free throws per game he's six foot 11 250 pounds he's a fucking strong dude he's enormous when you look at him out there you're like oh that's like an Embiid type player now Embiid's seven foot 280 so there's a bit of a difference but i've if, seen him up close he's a fucking massive person same with porzingis i saw porzingis up close and that was my, my mom was like, like what is that who, who, yeah like how is that possible yeah where did this guy come from yeah and you're like lithuania mm-hmm. probably from deep in some club <laughs> and he smells like way too much cologne oh he's got to i wonder what kind of cologne Aiden wears maybe just like a nike cologne or something like that he's, he seems like a brand boy yeah. but um yeah he needs to get the free throw line more bro like you can't be sh- he's fucking huge and he, you know he's the number one draft pick there's a lot of weight on his shoulders i like i like his game like he reminds me of like 75% of Akeem because he has really soft touch from like 15 to 18 feet. I love his jumper, and he's got the hooks down. He's got a lot of post game, but that's just not where the league's at right now. But in the right playoff series, he can be a monster. Yeah, he's only 22. Yeah, he's only 22. That's a good point. And that's the whole thing with this list is like, you know, we're looking at guys at the beginning of their career. Some of these guys are at the peak of their careers, but a lot of these guys are like at the center of like, oh, I'm figuring out who I am as a basketball player. Right. And I think that's what he's doing. But the other thing with him is that motherfucker plays a lot of video games. He's always streaming Fortnite and Eightness? Call of Duty. Yeah. And I get worried about those guys. Ben Simmons can do it, but I know he's in the gym. I don't know if Aiton is as much. Um, all right, moving on. This is a guy whose intensity I do not have to worry about you know at be, all. You know what would you know be funny? Yeah. If they had the Philly kicks out the donations. Oh. <laughs> and there's just like 14-year-olds donating them like $50. And they're like, Thanks, Bubba Gump 33X. Like, I really appreciate it. 
Bro, they would have to like, uh, they should be donating to people to watch them. Um, okay, number 18, a guy whose intensity we don't have to worry about, like DeAndre Ayton's Twitch streamers. Um, it's Colin Sexton. Yeah, he's also 22 years old. Another guy's career is going to get wasted. Why do you have to be so cynical? I don't know. One of those days. Such a pessimist. Uh, I was thinking that the other day. I saw like like last two nights ago or whatever, he put up like 30-something points. And I was like, it sucks this guy's on Cleveland. It does. Um, he's averaging 23 points a game. He was averaging 21 last year. He's up to 23 now. He'll never be your primary playmaker. He's not like a traditional point guard. I think he falls into like the Kyrie role of being like a scoring off guard. Yeah. So he's built like a point guard, but he plays like a shooting guard. Right. right. But he's a lot better defensively than Kyrie ever will be. Um, he'll never average like seven or eight assists per game for you. But, I mean, he's shooting 48, 39, 80 this season. And he's getting to the line three times per game, which is fine for a guard. But if you gave his grit to Aiton. Yeah. Aiton might be the best player in the league. Like, this dude, like, when you watch him guard the ball, it's like, holy shit. He just did seven lines of blow consecutively on the bench and then came in and was like, all right, DJ Augustine is getting his shit fucking clamped tonight. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love Sexton. Yeah, when dude, I watch that dude, intense. doesn't take a minute off. No. Yeah, he's fun to watch. And he's just, like, his efficiency is, like, what stands out most. A lot of these guys are having... I feel like I've been seeing so many like super efficient scoring lines from like a bunch of different people and like a lot of different players have taken leaps. I know we're not talking about Lonzo, but his last month or so, his uh, he's shooting like forty five percent from three on like eight attempts a game. Like I feel like there's just been like this random boost of efficiency this year. He's been really good. To, he's been they've been fun to watch last month, and I think. A lot of it has to do with him. Zion's getting all the credit because they're using him differently. But every game I've watched Lonzo, I'm like, I would much rather have him on my team than have to play against him because he's really active defensively still. He, you know, he gets caught up in the laziness sometimes, which is natural for a younger guy. But, I mean, you're right, bro. He's snapping. Like, he can he can shoot the rock now. Like, they fixed his jump shot. He might not do it off the dribble, but in a catch-and-shoot scenario, teams are still like, oh, I can sag off of this guy. You can't really sag off of him anymore, which is nice because he can still blow by you too. So, Dude, he's like quietly been like really good. I love watching him play. Um, number 17. All right. Is this the best version of Carl Anthony Towns that we're ever going to see? Because I sure hope not. He was a much better player during his second season than he is now. In 2016-17, Carl Anthony Towns averaged 25 points, 12 and a half rebounds on 54% from the field, 37% from three and 83% from the line. This year, 22 points per game, 11 rebounds. Shooting splits are still good. 50, 38, 92, which is nuts. So he's hovering around the 50, 40, 90 club, but he's not significantly better in any area. And we are literally three or four years removed from comparing this guy to Tim Duncan. I was about to say that. He was supposed to be the next Tim Duncan. And now his team is literally the worst team in the entire NBA. I understand that he's had a very hard time with COVID. He's had a bunch of family members that he's lost. My prayers are to him. That's really tough. But, like, he, I don't think of that as an excuse as more as, like, I mean, that's something that he struggles with. I, I recognize that. But even before that happened, they were still at the bottom of the league, and he isn't a different cat since that's happened either. Like, I just don't see the intensity. Another video game player. can't believe we're talking about video game players this much. I'm, I feel like an old guy, even though I'm 23. But, 
Like, wh- what happened to him, Jack? Like, will you explain to me why Carl Anthony Towns doesn't matter anymore? He's a fucking afterthought. I feel so bad for Carl Anthony Towns. I don't, I think. You're I so sympathetic. I don't think we have seen the best of him. I hope not. Like, I remember those comparisons and I'm like, dude, I think he's just kind of this last year, like, has been brutal for him. So it makes sense why, like, he wouldn't be performing that like he usually does. I think his mind's probably just on different things, and that makes sense. And he's get injured too. His teammates keep getting hurt, and he's just kind of. I think he just keeps getting put on these rosters and these situations where it's like, he's super good, but nothing else is happening around him. You can only do so much by yourself. Yeah. Well, I think he's one of the. He's such a good shooter, um, and I think it's probably just times being burnt out. Like we've lost. Fuck, we won seven games this season. <laughs> like all this shit has like gone down. Like it, dude. I'm surprised. I, I'm. I wouldn't even be surprised like if his numbers were lower. Like I don't even blame him. Like I think it's just kind of like with time. Hopefully they can figure out their roster and just like once things like return to normalcy, I think we could see Cat definitely return to those Tim Duncan comparisons of the past. This is going to sound bad. I realize that, and I would never compare grief. But Isaiah Thomas lost his sister and then played in the playoffs with like a broken hip and fucking went as hard as he could. And I think that says a lot about those two players. Isaiah Thomas was like, I got to earn my stripes in this league. I can't take a night off. No matter what happens to me, I'm going to go out there and hoop because I've dealt with it in the past. I think a lot of people deal with it this way. Basketball is a form of escape. Once you get on the court, you're on the court. Mm-hmm. You can put everything to the side. I don't want to blame Cat for those for like not performing after these losses, but like I just think that it kind of says something about him, you know? Like there is a soft side to him and it comes out on the court sometimes and that's not what you want to see from your franchise cornerstone. I mean, he's number 17 on this list, so he's doing something right because he's still an all-world talent. And I think that like you said he could get to like maybe not Duncan, but like at least like the Embiid stage of his career. And I think he will. But he's just not right on the right trajectory right now. Uh moving on. Number 16, another Kentucky alum. It's De'Aaron Fox. Uh, He is one of seven players averaging 22 points and seven assists this season. He is in that company with Luka, Trey, James Harden, LeBron James, Damian Lillard, and Nikola Jokic. Uh, He shoots more free throws per game than LeBron or Jokic. De'Aaron Fox shoots six and a half free throws per game. He has a better field goal percentage than Damian Lillard or Trey Young, um, largely due to shooting less threes, but he actually only shoots one less three per game than Trey, which I thought was interesting. And then out of all seven of those players, he is the only one who has a negative plus minus, and it's because he's on the Kings. Fun fact, the only player on the Kings who has a positive plus minus that plays more than 17 minutes per game is Daquan Jeffries. You ever heard of Daquan Jeffries? I haven't. Okay. Um, what are your stances on De'Aaron Fox? Because I think that we know he's a blazing fast athlete, but can he be a point guard on – Maybe not a championship team because Sacramento's not getting the championship anytime soon, but can he get Sacramento to the playoffs? Maybe not this year, but next year? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> Boogie was so good. Like Boogie's peak was unreal when he was on the Kings, and they couldn't even get to the playoffs. So, I don't – I mean, the play, the Kings haven't been in the playoffs since I've been a basketball fan mm. ever. Facts. So, it's just like, I don't know. I think there's, like, a lot of good players that go to Sacramento, and unless you're kind of, like, super – unless you're just, like, tuned into the league or or from Sacramento, I think a lot of these guys kind of just, like, their true talents, like, fly under the radar. 
Rashawn Holmes has been really, really good this year, and I haven't heard his name once. Yeah, and like De'Aaron Fox is a beast. He's a max guy. He's a max like. I think that he's just in a bad situation, like a lot of young players. Okay, moving on to numbers 15 and 14. I wanted to do these two as a pair uh, because I think it's kind of fascinating. If these two played one-on-one against each other and it was make it, take it, I think whoever got ball first would win. Number 15 is DeMontis Sabonis. Number 14 is Trey Young. So let's go with Sabonis really quick. This motherfucker is averaging 21 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists. The only other two players that are doing that right now are Nikola Jokic and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So it's Sabonis, Giannis, Jokic. Just made the all-star team. Um, Second all-star. There are three other players who have done that throughout the last decade. 21, 11, and 5, okay? 21 points, 11 boards, 5 assists. Three other players have done that throughout the last decade. So Giannis did it last year. Uh, Westbrook did it in 2018-19. Our boy Boogie did it in 2017-18. And then Kevin Garnett, KJ, KJ. did it from 1999 till 2005. Six years straight, just put up 21 points, 11 boards, 5 assists every single night. Wow. Yeah. The filth. The pure filth. <laughs> That's no, crazy. He needs to be in every top 20 conversation ever. Like KG? Oh, my God. Yeah. Holy shit. He's a revelation. Um. All right, so bonus. Is he a power forward or center? Does it matter? I think he's a center, but they have Miles Turner. Okay. And they play well together. Um, Can they make a dent in the playoffs? If they had Karis LeVert. Okay. He'll come back at some point, I think. Yeah. All right. I think that team, we just don't really. They're boring. Yeah, it's the Pacers. Yeah. Like we, I mean, without LeVert, we don't really know their true ceiling yet. Maybe they should change their name. Why are they called the Pacers? Are they pacing themselves for something? For victory. For victory? They're jogging to the finish line? Yeah. This sounds so fucking lazy. I drove past their stadium. What about the racers? They have the whatever. The Indy 500? Yeah. Yeah, but then you take from another sport. Yeah, but like, what the? I don't even know what the fuck a pacer is. This is the stupidest name I've ever heard. It's like the test you take in gym class in high school. The pacer test. Oh my God. So they're resonating with high schools? Mm. They're banking on high schools to support them? And all the Indianans? I mean, they love basketball in Indiana. Yeah. They should just be called the Indiana Basketballs. I've never seen Hoosiers. You haven't? No. Jimmy Chitwood? I don't really... Do I need to? Yeah, we're going to do a run it back on it. Are we really? Yeah. Quick uh, quick break in the podcast. Let's do an ad for Run It Back. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Run It Back, uh, a film podcast where we totally didn't steal the entire frame of it from somebody else's podcast. Um we are going to be doing Dazed and Confused here soon. We just did Fight Club and Ladybird. You can find it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you get your podcasts. Please feel free to go listen to it. We work really hard on it, and it's a, a really fun podcast. I think everybody's going to like it a lot. And I'm adding a new category tomorrow, so woohoo! Um, all right, let's talk about Trey Young. So this dude, uh, he's a bitch. Boring. <laughs> 26 and a half points, 4.2 so boards. So boring. Nine and a half assists, shooting 43, 37, 88. Uh, only Luca and Trey are averaging more than 26 points and nine dimes. Other people who have done that in the last 20 years are LeBron in 2017-18, and then Harden and Westbrook both did it in 2016-17. Um, so, all right, I wanted to think about Trey Young in a different way because everybody knows who he is. He draws fouls like a little. Po- he just twerks. Oh He's my. just out there <laughs> shaking his booty. He just tweaks. He's joining the city, girls. I mean, he doesn't play a lick of defense. Our buddy Barter always calls him a traffic cone, which I think is super apt. But I'm going to look at um Steve Nash's MVP season. <laughs> what a job. Best job in the world. Dude, you Go just. Go out there and chuck. You're so good at shooting that you just, like, sh- 
throw him up and you're good at passing, so you get some assists, and then you just stand there on defense and get paid so much money. He gets paid so I mean, he's not even like on his like new contract. I think my player comp is Trey Young. No, it's not. It's definitely not. Trey Young without the playmaking. You play way more defense than him. Even if you were on an NBA four. Um all right, Steve I Nash's have been. MVP seasons. Um, he averaged 17 points, four rebounds, 11 assists. He shot 50, 43, 90. Now, the reason I bring this up is we think of Trey Young as like a James Harden-esque type of player, like high usage percentage, all that kind of stuff, right? Shoot first player. Yeah. Shoot first player will make the pass if necessary. I think that if he were to mold his game after, let's say, Steve Nash instead of Kyrie Irving. <laughs> no would, way that's ever happened. He would not only be a better player, he'd be so much more fun to watch because he is a really gifted passer. This dude will fucking throw lasers 60 feet across the court with his opposite hand, perfect passes on lobs. Like I like the facets of his game that aren't, his strategy, I guess. Like, I love his fundamentals. I think he's really talented, but, like, yeah. he's just such a douche about it. And he needs to fucking do something with his hair. <laughs> Anything with his hair, bro. Diet, for all I fucking care. I mean, boys burped a little bit. Ugh. He didn't get... He was an all-star starter last year. And didn't this, make the team this year. He barely got any votes this season. Because so he's I, a fucking douche. I just dude. don't think any... I mean, the Hawks are bad. No one really likes... He's not as fun to watch anymore just because he just does the foul thing the whole time. Like, the whole time. He, he didn't really... I mean, I guess he did it last year, but, like, not enough where it was, like, a problem where he was, like, exciting to watch and it was like, ooh, it's going to be fun to see Trey Young at, like, next season as he grows. Because, like, that was a massive second-year leap. And there was so many people out there who were like, he's going to suck in the NBA. Yep. yep. And then all of a sudden he's an all-star starter in his second year, but... That oh, it's just so boring. Like, well, there was. I, there's yeah, supposed to I, take I, a I sound like all the people that like hated on Harden. Whatever, it's like, so boring to watch James Harden. But I'm like, yeah, but it's James Harden, and it's cool to watch him like do it and like get to the line and like euro step and draw these fouls or like. And it sounds bad, the, but personality the, affects that. Like, we like James Harden because he's in strip clubs listening to a little baby before the game. Yeah, well, and he's just, like falls into defenders in a certain way where like. He's, like, trying to get the shot off where, like, Trey Young will just, like, dribble in front of him uh-huh. and then just, like, stop, start twerking a little bit and, like, <laughs> jump backwards and then shoot it. He's not even trying to make the shot. and I'm just, It's boring. I had, I don't know how many Hawks games I've watched this year, but it's, like, not many. Okay. Um, let's move on. Want because, to. Yeah, we're getting really upset right now. Um, all right, this next group of players is made up of three young accomplished and savvy guards with a lot of swag both on and off the court and I think we have to group them together because I've been starting to think of them like if they were on different teams just in my head and then I ranked them all I'm like okay this is who's the best out of all of them so, TJ Augustine so number 14 or sorry number 13 is a 21 year old by the name of John Morant yeah he's fun is this too low or too high I like it okay now, the reason I have him ahead of Trey is I know Trey is a better scorer. I know he's posting way better box score numbers, but does Trey's team win and does Trey's team have more talent than John Morant's Memphis Grizzlies? No, they do not win. Yes, they have supremely more talent. Um, and he also doesn't play a look of defense. So I have Jot number 13 ahead of him. Now, he doesn't have mind-blowing numbers. Um, 18, 3, and 7.7. He's shooting 45% from the field and 79% from the line, but he's shooting 21% from three, Jack. 
what percent? 21. Yeah. Not good. So if you're shooting nearly eight, <coughs> like 80% from the line, then there's no way you should be shooting nearly 20% from three. And I know we both believe in Ja, but he's really going to have to extend his range before he takes that next step. Um, is there anything else from his game that you want to see? Like, are you scared that he jumps too much, being a D-Rose fanatic? Or are you like, hey, jump, Ja, and maybe make some threes too while you do it? Fucking D-Rose stuff still sucks. Stings? This many years ago. That, year, that, uh, that was 10 years ago. That was MVP 10 years ago. Yeah. And Joe Kim retired. I got to talk about that after the ranking. Um, okay. But, <laughs> I don't know. I like Ja. I think he's fun. I honestly haven't watched a whole lot of Grizzlies games this year just because I have been so focused on the Bulls. But, he definitely needs to extend his range. But how old is he? 20? 21. He's 21. Yeah. What? That, I mean, that stuff takes time. I mean, D. Rose was not a good shooter his mm-hmm. first few years. Um, Yeah, I think that just kind of comes along with learning the game and playing the game. But, He's fun. Jaws is so fun to watch, and I think that it's just going to keep growing. And, I mean, if he keeps jumping high, he keeps jumping high. But Okay. Let's move on to number 12. Uh, so, once again, these – John Morant, this next player, and the player after are all grouped together for me. Um, this is the swaggiest, daddiest player on the list. It's Shea Gilgis-Alexander. The reason that Oklahoma City might not get their local savior in Cade Cunningham. He's putting up 23, 5, and 6. On 51-41-79 splits, he is one of six guys with that box score average of 23-5-6. and six. The other five are James Harden, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, and Stephen Curry. I did not think he was going to be this good. I knew he was going to be good coming out of Kentucky. I thought he would be a 17-18 to 18 point per game score for the Clippers for a while. A great role player, uh, third option at best. But, dude, this motherfucker is an absolute hooper. He's the slitheriest player other than Kyrie in the league. And, damn, he's swaggy as hell. That Converse deal, I laughed at it at first. He's making it work. Mm-hmm. He is sweating in those things, and they don't get a stain on him. He's cool. He's so cool. And he makes Oklahoma City cool. Like, they haven't been cool since KD. That's true. And, hey, do your thing. He's got Lou Dort in his backcourt with him. They're fucking around. They got Poku out there. You weren't a big fan of the Mello, Paul George, Westbrook trio? I tried to. I tried to, but they didn't give Mello enough touches. That's my take. Should have given Mello more ISOs. 29 off the bench last night. Yes, sir. Um, <coughs> but, yeah, what's your what's your stance on SGA? How, uh, has he impressed you this season? Yeah, dude, he's a beast. I think playing with Chris Paul definitely helps a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. People seem to get better after they play with Chris Paul, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you get Chris Paul on your team. I don't know why people wouldn't trade for him. Fucking frauds. Yeah. And no I, respect for the point guard. And it's just, I mean, the Thunder are, uh, once again, like, outperforming expectations, and mm-hmm. I think that's a big reason because of him. He's so good. Dude, he's the only reason. Like, why Why is this team winning games? Like, they're supposed to be bar none the worst team in the league, and they just aren't. Like, I'm pretty sure they've already hit their over for wins on this season, and I think they have 14 wins. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um. All right, moving on. Now, this guy, this guy seems like he's 28 years old. I'll tell you that much. And he's at number 11. He is 24 years old. It's Jamal Murray. He's number 11 on this list. He is just outside of the top 10. Um, we know what Jamal Murray's ceiling is. We saw it last year. And saw it, it last night. It is scary as fuck. That dude is a – oh, my God. Like In that Lakers series, I was like, just please get the ball out of his hands. Like I was okay with Jokic hitting jump shots, but he hit all of them. And, like, you know, like Jeremy Grant, whoever, 
fucking Tory Craig, Paul Millsap, anybody, please take a shot, but don't let it be Jamal because he's a sniper. Um, I love him. I know he's inconsistent, but he's averaging a career high in points this year. Uh, 22, 4, 4, uh, on 48, 41, 83. So he's mad lethal, super efficient. Uh, was obviously one of the most fun players to watch in the bubble last year. Um, I ask you this. Will he ever make an all-star game? Mm. The West is loaded. You're going to have Dame and Steph for the next three or four years. All right? You're going to have Jaw yeah. coming up. It's going to be a crowded – I mean, we already mentioned De'Aaron Fox, it's Jay like, Gilgis, Alexander. Yeah. It's like Mike Conley. It if, is. If he were to play in the East, he'd be a multi-time all-star. Mm. It's just – being a guard in the West, it's going to be so hard for you to make an all-star team. But Luka Doncic, Donovan dude, if you're Mitchell. In the East, Jameer Nelson was an all-star in the East. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he also should be a Hall of Famer. But but I don't think Jamal's mission is to go to an all-star game. I mean, this guy, like, did kung fu from the moment he came out the womb. Like, he's a competitor. So he doesn't care about that. But, like, I just think it's, like, a fascinating thing. Like, you would think, oh, yeah, he's, like, the perfect all-star guy. Put him in the three-point contest, uh, skills challenge, stuff like that. But, like, also he plays on Sunday night. And I just don't know if he'll ever get there. Um, all right, let's move on. So we are entering the top ten. Whew. Okay. So these next three guys. Oh, God. These next three guys. Okay. We have now entered the light skin corner. <laughs> where the next three players are all supremely gifted scorers and dashingly handsome young men. We are going to kick it off with a patron saint of this podcast, our boy Brandon Ingram. Coming in at number ten. He's not number one? He's not number one. I, you Why? know I wanted to put him there. Um, he's averaging right around the same numbers this year uh, as he did last season. Um, but he has a high-quality and efficient line. So he's got 24 points, five boards, five assists. Awesome. We love that. 25, 5, and 5 right around there. Shooting 40, 47% from the field, 38% from three, and 88% from the line. This motherfucker was shooting like 66% from the line his rookie year in L.A. He's mm-hmm. at 88 now. That's awesome. That's hard work. I don't have any issues with him and Zion playing together. I think it's an overreaction and that we need to just let these two take their time. Uh, I mean, their coaches have been Alvin Gentry and Stan Van Gundy, who like aren't notorious for their ability to cater to or maximize players' potential. Um, so let's just let these young Duke and the NBA guys come together and mesh. I mean, it's only their like they're a year and a half into this because Zion was out. For, I mean, I guess like, I guess not even a full calendar year into this. No, they. Haven't played like a season's worth of games together yet. My question for you is, should he drop the cornrows and just play with a fro? Not like the cornrows. Really? You don't think he should Dr. J it? I think he should Dr. J it. I think it's an intimidation factor. I think they, I like, I like the cornrows. I, I was think just he, thinking about it because I like how, I like his hair better than when he first got in the league. I think they just fit him. I think the afro would just be such a great on. contrast though. Like that skinny ass body and like that big ass fro coming out the top. He looked like one of those pens, you know, with, like, the strings at the end of it, like, the little, like... He'd have to walk in smoking a joint. Yeah. Facts. With and like a Grateful Dead, like too. With, a turtleneck. <laughs> and, like, a like a light brown leather jacket. Oh, my God. That's cold. Black turtleneck. Light, and he looks like a poet. Yet he smokes it like this, where he takes, like, his pointer and his thumb and just... Yup. Uh-huh. And he snaps when his teammates make a good play, and he's just kind of relaxed, drinking coffee on the bench. You spilled my macchiato. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, but, um, yeah, he's he's our favorite player. He's a still, killer. Right? Yeah. He's so good. Mm-hmm. I love Brandon Ingram. He might be the tastiest player in the league. He's the best player in the league. 
that picture of him eating Popeyes will be. <clears throat> I'm not gonna say it'll be at my wedding, but like it'll play a part in my wedding. Right. You know. Um. All right. Next on our list, another handsome light skin. Number nine. Number nine. Uh, he's a newly appointed all-star who's also living every light skin in the world's dreams by gently caressing Kendall Jenner to sleep every mm-hmm. night. It's Devin Booker. Uh, Book is averaging. I think that's every man's dream. Every man's dream. I uh, definitely every light skins, right? Huh? Every light skins at the very least. Yeah. Okay. Twenty-five and a half points, four boards, four assists, fifty percent from the field. He's really good. He's always been really good. Thirty-seven percent from three, eighty-four percent from the line. This dude shot 92% from the line last season. Come on now. LeBron's right. He's one of the most disrespected players in the league. Pure stroke. He is one of the purest players I ever. Watching him and Jamal Murray at Kentucky, I was like, why didn't these guys get drafted higher? I just remember watching them shoot threes from the left wing. Like, it's ingrained in my mind. It's like, when I think of them, I don't think of Phoenix Suns or Denver Nuggets jerseys. I think of Kentucky jerseys just because... I was so into college basketball at that time, especially the Blue Blood, so I could follow the draft and whatnot. But, I mean, he's grown up a lot. He's got that Phoenix tan every game, which mm-hmm. looks gorgeous. He's got Chris Paul as his backcourt partner, like you just said with Shea. Devin's only going to – Devin. Book is only going to go up from here. He doesn't like being called Devin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Book's only going to go up from here because he's got CP3. And so that's why I think you could even play some higher on this list, and I wouldn't wince. You could definitely play some higher. Okay. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll put him ahead of this guy. Uh, here's your opportunity to gloat about Zach Levine's counting numbers and share with us why he's not just a valuable asset but can be a franchise cornerstone. Before you do, 28.5 points per game, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. The shooting splits are disgusting. Ready? 52, 43, 85. Jack, can you tell me who the only other player in the league is that's putting up those shooting numbers right now? 52 point. 52 from the field, 43 from three, 85% from the line. I'll give you a hint. It's the greatest scorer of all time. Kevin Durant. Yes. So, Zach Levine, anytime you're in a club with Kevin Durant, congratulations, man. Um, 28.5 points per game is sick, Jack. You've been talking about him a lot. Uh, I'll give you a minute to just fucking just verbally ejaculate all over this microphone. Obviously, he's a franchise player. Just look at those, like – 28 and a half points a game on 52% shooting. It's unreal. Every time he shoots a ball, I'm like confident that it's going to go in, and I'm surprised when it doesn't. He's just, without him, the Bulls wouldn't be good. And he turns it on. It's just, he's so clutch. Like, he has the clutch gene. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't know the Bulls were good. Okay. You, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean, man. Like, this is like the most exciting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said a minute if uninterrupted. Go ahead. It's like, they're not, they're not great. They're getting to be good. Um, but he has just been – he's an all-star, obviously. He's one of the most fun players to watch in the league. I, he's my newly appointed favorite player in the league. Over LeBron. Yeah, LeBron's never been my number one favorite player. Really? Mm-mm. Oh. So I guess you sh- I should kick you out of the LeBronianism chat? It was Kobe and then uh, Boogie and then Harden. And then, yeah. Wow. Okay, now it's Levine. Yeah. All right, congratulations. Um, I'm happy for you. Dude, um, he's just so good. Like, I mean, he's number eight on this list. He could be higher. He could be higher. Um, he, I think, that, give him whatever money he wants. The only thing that's holding me back from him is just defensively. Like, He's I, been picking it up defensively. He has, and he has all the intangibles. Like he's, Or maybe not the intangibles, but he definitely has the athleticism and the bounce and the quickness laterally. It's just 
making the right play all the time. And my other thing with him is I think he get, throws pissy fits too often. I love the attitude, but like honestly, like I think it negatively reflects the team rather than positively like affects them. Yeah, I think while he, I think he's just kind of frustrated. Like you can see it, like when he goes into the contested lane and like he comes down and there's no foul call. Like he does get, definitely get super animated, and I honestly like. I think he deserves some superstar calls. That's obviously a little hometown bias, but like he deserves superstar calls without he, a doubt. And he's just not getting them. There's a lot of times where it's like, I mean, come on, like give it to him. And if he was getting those calls, dude, he'd be averaging like 32 points a game. Let me see how many free throw attempts he's. I didn't have that down for some reason. Um, right now he's attempting. Wow, he's only uh, attempting five free throws per game. Um, his career peak was actually two years ago. He's attempting six, so he's down a whole free throw attempt. Which is interesting because, yeah, he deserves If he was getting those calls, he'd be averaging like 30 points a game. Okay. Um, and I right. think he still might. He I might. S- I think he might finish this. If he can sustain these numbers, bro, like, Especially with you the can't East, keep him off an all-NBA team. The East is going to come down to, like, like a, that's, and they're not beating, like, these good teams, and it's so vital that they do, and it's even more vital that they rack up wins against the bad teams yep. because the East is going to come down. There's going to be, like, a half-game difference between the 5C and the 12 seed. Yeah. Like, they just got to get to that play-in spot. They just got to make sure that they're... He would be such a fun play-in player. Holy shit. He'd score shit. 80. Oh, my God. Lowry should be coming back soon. Like, You guys are shaping up. I don't think there's going to be any trades. There are no other bulls on this list. I'm sorry. Thad um, Young's not on this list? No, he's not. He's actually 74. Patrick um, Johnson. <laughs> uh, and now we come to the man who is the only player averaging 20 points while shooting 60% from the field. He ranks fifth in PER this season behind only Jokic... Embiid, Giannis, and Kawhi, and he is starting to look like a hybrid of Charles Barkley and Russell Westbrook. It is Zion Williamson. Ah. 25 and a half points per game, seven rebounds, three assists on 61% from the field, 31% from three, 71% from the line. That 31% from three is kind of tricky because he doesn't take a lot, um, but he started taking more recently. Um, the only thing that is holding him back from being the owner of this list is the defensive side of the ball, which he's gotten a lot better at recently, but defense is 50% of basketball so until he really becomes either just otherworldly playmaker and they go point Zion and he averaged eight assists a game that's when he could get to number one but until then um I think this is an appropriate spot for him it might be a little bit too low I get that I'm as big of a Zion fan as anybody he is the second highest rated Duke player on here out of the four uh you know me I love him but um right now I just can't put him higher than the other guys on this list I think that kind of makes sense why he's not that good defensively yet. I mean, in high school, <laughs> why would he ever need to play defense? He played guys that looked like us. Yeah, and then even in Duke, like, fucking who cares, you know? I like, like how you say in Duke, like it's a concentra- concentration camp. <laughs> <laughs> I know Coach K looks like a goblin, okay? I know he looks a- like he works at Gringotts. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else you want to add on Zion? <laughs> What? Anything else you want to add on Z, you fucking freak? <laughs> Dude, he's a fucking animal. I wouldn't imagine like getting in front of him and thinking it's a good idea. He has Isn't the... it like getting hit by a Jeep? Didn't someone do a study? It's yeah. like getting hit by a Jeep. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. Yeah. Like, he's going to be so dominant. Like, he's averaging 25 and a half points a game, and no one's really talking yeah. about it. Yeah, he's um he's got the LeBron effect where, like, your coaches, like, take a charge, but they don't blame you if you don't take a charge. And even when it's, like, a block or a charge type of call, he's getting there so quick to that spot that it's, like, so hard on the refs to not call a block. So he's going to get to the line a lot. Once he gets that free throw percentage up, he's at 71 right now. Um, It's going to get scary because 
I think he'd be a perennial 30-point-per-game scorer and an MVP candidate a year from now. How long he can sustain this, I don't know, because LeBron is an anomaly. He is a walking masterpiece. It's as if God molded the perfect person and said, here is a basketball. Um, Zion, on the other hand, He's a lot like that body-wise. I just don't know if his knees are going to be able to do that. Like, I hope he doesn't get the Dewan Blair disease where by the time he's 24, he doesn't have an ACL or MCL. But um, I'm praying for him. That's for sure. I love watching him. He's definitely one of the most electric players. The media has kind of made LaMelo their darling, so they've lost track of Zion a little bit. But, I mean, still to this day, you tune into a Pelicans game, you're going to be keeping your eyes on number one probably the whole time. If you're not us and you're watching 14. I lost $20 on Zion. Damn. I got a free bet on DraftKings, and Loco was like, take Zion's points. Don't listen to Loco. And I did, and he got in foul trouble two minutes in. And then he started going crazy, and then he got subbed out because they are up by 30. Mm. Tough. Also, it's good for him for even making 71% of his free throws. My arms were that big. Mm -hmm. How can you even get the right motion? It's like a Nerf ball. Yeah, dude. It must be so fun to have hands that big. You can just pick up anything. Okay. Number tw- number six. Um, I, I've been asking you questions the whole pot. I'm going to ask you another one right here. Uh, did people forget that Bam Adebayo is one of the three best centers in the league? It seems like people forgot. Yeah, dude. Everyone forgot about the Heat because they all play like every other night. Yeah. They've gotten fucked. They have. Um. Yeah, I think it's easy to forget. How old is he? Oh, I'm sorry. I have it right here. I, I didn't say their ages. Oh, I didn't say the ages for a few of them. So, Brandon Ingram is 23 years old. Let me clear that up. Devin Booker was 24, is 24 years old. Uh, Zach Levine is 25 years old. Zion is 20 years old. 2-0. Um, Bam Adebayo is 23 years old. Okay. Do you want his numbers really quick? Sure. Okay. 19.5 points. 9.7 rebounds. 5.5 assists on 57% from the field and 85% from the line. The only other players posting these numbers is Jokic. Yeah, he's a beast. Uh, just the Heat have been hit by injuries and COVID so bad this year that they've kind of just fallen out of the conversation. But Another Kentucky guy, by the way. They've been hooping lately. so I, And they're kind of back on track. So. Seven-game win streak, six-game win streak, something like yeah, beat, so the, beat the Jazz. I think he'll probably start getting more of that media attention but he's already been an all-star and he's been in the finals mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Well, and we saw what happened to them when, when the he was out of the finals like yeah. they fell apart he's a beast he's their identity on offense i think that he doesn't have any holes in his game no um, if he starts shooting threes watch out because this motherfucker will be right. on all nba first team with either Jokic or Embiid every year he will probably take the mantelpiece for the best center in the league person for me at least because you're going to get the drop-off from the playmaking from Jokic, but you're going to get so much more defensively from him. Yeah, dude, Bam's one of the most exciting young players. Not even just young, he's one of the most exciting players in the league, and he's one of the most fun to watch just because he is good at literally everything. So fun to watch. I love watching him operate. That's why big men are the best, especially ones that can do everything. I've always loved centers, man. They're just so versatile. It's like Joakim Noah, he could do it all. Exactly, and he he was like kind of like the lone breed at that point in time. Like, he would put him at the top of the key and he'd make bounce passes to back cuts. What's more fun than watching like a seven-footer grab a rebound, take it down the court, and just do like a sick pass, and then if they miss it, they just rebound it and put it back up. The coolest thing in the world. It's so fucking They sick. should count for like 15 points. Right. Um, all right. We are now entering the top five. There are some names on this list that are um, the face of our NBA right now, regardless of their age. 
At number five, we have probably the smartest person on this list. Mm. Probably the smartest person in the league. Yeah. Uh, it's Jalen Brown. He's yep. 24 years old. He's a shooting guard for the Boston Celtics. Crazy. He's, he's another guy that mm-hmm. seem. I don't know. 24. Why. 24. Is this season four for him? Five. It is? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I mean, yeah, these guys do get drafted when they're 19, so you already have five seats. That's fucking crazy. Okay. Is he the best pure shooting guard? I just got rejected from Target, and these guys are like five <laughs> years into the NBA. Is he, is he the best pure shooting guard that we have in the league right now? All right, let me make the case. Harden has become a point guard. Kyrie's a combo guard. Harden's the best point guard ever. Zach Levine is right there next to him. Um, I think what he lacks, what J- Jalen has defensively, that's why I had him lower on the list. Mm-hmm. Clay's injured. Jimmy's become a point forward. I think that Bradley Beal is right up with him and one other guy coming up on this list later. But Jalen's putting up 25 points, 5.5 rebounds, 4 assists on 50, 39, 78 shooting. Um, his progression over the last couple of years has just been insane. Like this dude used to be robotic with the ball, couldn't make a play for himself off the dribble, couldn't make plays for others, really isn't the greatest playmaker still. But, I mean, granted, like that offense is kind of stagnant to a degree. But this dude is – um. He's been so impressive this year. Like, the jump that he's taken is just insane. Yeah, I think that the best pure shooting guard is Beal. Okay. Um, But, yeah, dude, Jalen Brown's a beast. It's, it's cool to see the leap that he took and that he's an all-star now because um, he was always a guy that people were kind of split on. Uh, you know, those first few years, like, as he was becoming extension eligible, it was kind of hard to gauge his value. But, obviously, that investment has paid off big time, and he's – it's going to be fun to watch him and Jason, who I'm sure we're about to talk about mm. soon. Mm. All right. Um, it's going to be fun to watch them grow together and just keep getting better together because they're both so young. They're already both such efficient scorers. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, I, I, I really want to know what their peak is. Like, could they both average 30? I think that they could. I think that they could give you 60 points a game every night, which would be awesome to see. But um, I'm, in, I'm enjoying it right now because they're giving me 50, and I think they could get a 60 at some point. Yeah. Number four is a player that we have never seen before. We have never seen Ben Simmons before. Now, he's probably never going – I'm sorry, Ben Simmons is – he's also 24 years old. So, we have Jalen Brown's 24, Ben Simmons is 24. The guy who is next – I don't want to spoil it. Um, ben Simmons, averaging the same numbers this year as he does every year, uh, 16 points, 8 boards, and 8 assists. This year, he is 56% from the field. He's probably never going to average any more than those stats, and that's okay. I – completely think that that's okay because he is the best defender in the league one through five and it's not particularly close i don't even know if i if i needed somebody to say all right i need you to guard james harden tonight i need you to stop their point guard then i need you to guard bradley Beal the next night then i need you to guard lebron and then i need you to guard Giannis, and then i need you to guard Jokic. i don't know who's second on that list i think bam but i, I don't know i maybe Giannis, maybe lebron maybe ad but ben is number one there's not a doubt in my mind. What he did to Luca last weekend was disgusting. He clamped the living dog shit out of him. This guy is just... I think we talked about the video gamers earlier, and Ben is a video gamer, but he works so fucking hard. Like, you can tell, like, his free throw percentage has gone up. He was 56% his first year, and he's 67% now, and he's still shooting with the wrong hand, like Kevin O'Connor always says. Like, this dude is shooting with the left. He should be shooting with his right. And he's... It may not look like he's gotten better if you just look at his box scores and don't watch games, but he has. He's gotten so much better because he's doing things differently. He's commanding that offense. He is a fucking force to be reckoned with in transition. 
like holy shit what's like Zion Giannis LeBron those are maybe the only three players that are scarier in transition Ben Simmons what's your stance dude he's such a fucking animal and like you're right like the box score like doesn't really I guess if you were just kind of scrolling past and saw it wouldn't like jump out at you and be like oh my god wow but he can hustle snap off for like crazy triple doubles and like mm-hmm. you said his, he's he's clamps like you cannot get past Ben Simmons and he's fit that role super well obviously I think you know Doc Rivers has really kind of revitalized that system and now they have the pieces around him their shooters around him so that people don't have to like yell at him for not shooting threes because mm-hmm. now that's like completely taken off his shoulders and I think they've just kind of found the right system for him to operate in and I think they've really maximized his potential. I think I'd like to see him become a better scorer because then he could definitely be a guy who's like 25, 8, and 8. I don't see why that would be out of the question. But mm-hmm. as of right now, I don't think that he's anywhere near like a disappointment. I think he's a fucking animal. And I think he's – I mean, I don't know if he's going to win defensive player of the year. I feel like that like, go always bear. goes to a side. Yeah, it's going to yeah. go to Gobert. But he definitely should be in the running, and he's going to be an all-defensive first-teamer for – next decade he should be an all nba team player he should be second or third team especially if philly gets the one seed in the east um my thing with him is he's so dangerous when he gets in the paint so there's a lot of people that when they get in the paint they're like okay i need to get to my right hand and get this layup or this dunk off right or reverse whatever it might be this guy has every single shot in the toolbox in the paint right-handed hook left-handed hook scoops floaters like there isn't a shot that he doesn't have from zero to five feet and I think that's important for a guy that's his size because we've talked about it with Giannis where he needs to get the floater and there's actually a game I think it was against the Clippers maybe that he hit a floater I'm like Mm -hmm. oh he's added that because we talked about this like a few months ago I'm like if he adds that it's so scary for everybody else because you can't block that shot it's the same thing with Ben like once he gets down there like you're that's his like little like his arena like that's where he's most comfortable at and even if he doesn't get his layup off because you know there's a like two people collapsing on him. Seth Curry's open. Tobias Harris is open. Shake Milton. Tyrese Maxey. Great 2K player. Great 2K player. Unbelievable in 2K. I'm in that 2K league. Some motherfucker dropped 92 with Ben Simmons in it. Holy shit. Yeah. Disgusting. Some kid dropped 96 with Steph, too. These motherfuckers just. This stat pad, bro. It's cheese. I don't stat pad. Everybody gets at least seven or eight no, shots. No, dude. If I'm playing 2K, I don't give a fuck about how many points they're scoring. If you're hot, I'm going to use you. Yeah. I mean, you should see my lines. Um, all right, but yeah, so we have Ben Simmons at number four. We have now entered the top three. Okay. This was tough for me um, because I have so much pride, and I wanted to put him at one, but I just couldn't uh, because of how his team's performing this year. We didn't really talk about it with Jalen, but it, it's Jason Tatum. Um, he's averaging 25 points per game, seven rebounds, four and a half assists, shooting 44% from the field, 37% from three, 87% from the line. He's putting up career highs in points and assists, still averaging like only like two and a half turnovers, which is really good for a guy that has the ball in his hands that much. Um, but where he's kind of lacked is also like in the Zion area. He's not consistent on the defensive end, but he could be a really good defender. I think he's shown that in the playoffs. Um, I don't know what his ceiling is. I guess like right now he's probably as good or maybe a little bit, probably a little bit worse than what Paul Pierce was at his peak. But that's who I always draw the comparison to just because of their movement, their fundamentals, uh, their ability to get shots off with the clock running down, post-ups, isos, catch-and-shoots, all that kind of stuff. I don't think he's Kobe. I think he's more Paul Pierce. Where do you fall on JT? Except for his trash-ass shoe game. The, uh, like, when you watch Celtics game, look at Jason's shoes first thing. This motherfucker doesn't give a fuck about colorways. 
he wears like like he has a that Taco J thing that he puts on Snapchat. He literally had a Jordan thirty or thirty one, wherever it was, that was shaped like a taco, and looked like a taco. It was the worst shoe I've ever seen. But I'm sorry, uh, I digress. I think he's definitely more of Kobe. Um, yeah, dude, he's super fun. And it's just like he's one of those players that's so composed, and you the game just slows down for him so easily, and he just has such control over the game that he's so fun to watch. And you know, he's only 19 years old still, so. He's going to always be 19. I don't think... In he's actually younger. He's Benjamin Button in right now. He's 14 and a half. They just went to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, he just he goes from his AAU practices to the NBA court. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's such a funny joke. How I think Celtics fans are always going to use that. Even when Jason Tatum's like 34. I mean, he's only 34. You know that? So he's 22 right now. He turns 23 years old tomorrow. March 3rd, really? 2021. He'll be 23. How? So you know that... Jason Tatum? He's only 19 years old. Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> okay. All right, this episode of Any Given Wednesday. <laughs> All right, number two. Um, do you want to guess who number two is? There's two players left that we haven't talked about. I'm trying to think. It's, All right, I'll just Just tell me. Yeah, you're baked. All right. <laughs> It's yeah, just, almost time to give this person his flowers. Donovan Mitchell. Mm, Donovan Mitchell. So I love Donovan Mitchell. I'm giving him all the credit in the world. I have been one. I've been completely indifferent on Donovan Mitchell in the past. I know oh. that you you attached yourself to him really early. Um he's averaging twenty four points, four and a half rebounds, five and a half assists on he's only shooting forty two and a half from the field. Fuck it, who cares? Thirty eight percent from three, eighty three percent from the line. Since he walked into the league, this dude has averaged 20 points per game. Hasn't had a season where he hasn't averaged 20. Um, he is now reaping the benefits of a modern offense and a team that is operating like the 2014 Spurs. Uh, so although his box score numbers aren't mind-boggling, they're coming in a different way this season. Last year, he was having to do a lot of it himself. This year, it is catch the ball. You have two seconds to make a decision. If you don't make a decision in two seconds, you're getting on the fucking bench. Okay? You got to swing it around the perimeter. Find Rudy down down low. Find Ingles or Bogdanovich in the corner. Royce O'Neal at the top of the key. Mike Conley, whoever it is. But his numbers haven't dipped, even with that system, which I think is huge. Because that Spurs team back in 2014, they didn't have a single player on that team in the regular season that averaged more than 17 points per game. He's averaging 24. This is the kind of guy that you need if you want to run that system in today's league. And he is the engine that gets that offense going. If Clarkson misses a game, I think they'll be all right. Right? If Conley misses a game, yeah, all right. Conley but did miss a lot of games, and they held up. If Donovan misses a game, shit, dude. Like, they're going to put up those points still. They're going to make a lot of threes, but it's not going to be the same on the offensive end or the defensive end. Right. I mean, he's a great two-way player, and like you said, he's been so good ever since he got the opportunity to play. Like, that rise that he had his rookie year was so fun. He's one of the most fun players to watch. Like, he was a player that I went out of my way to make sure I was watching his games just because he was so fucking good. Um, and it's cool to see the Jazz like be really good this year because obviously they didn't live up to their expectations from last year, um, and it seemed kind of rocky at the beginning of COVID because everyone hated Rudy Gobert, and there were just constant reports about their turmoil and their futures mm -hmm. in Utah, but obviously they figured it out, and I don't know. I Last time we talked, I compared them to the – that I was worried that they could be like the 2016 Hawks, but – 
this team's different. It is. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, they didn't have that. They had Al Horford and Jeff Teague. Like, this is a completely different. Jamari Carroll, Kyle Korver, and Paul Millsap. Those yeah. were their all-stars. Their all-stars weren't the defensive player of the year and the second best player that's under 25 years old. Right. It's Who, a- by the way, in the playoffs last year in the bubble, that's one of the best first rounds I've ever seen. They were literally an in-and-out Mike Conley three from going to the next round, and he was putting up 50-point 50, 50 nights consecutively going head-to-head with Jamal Murray. Yeah, dude, that was going to uh, – I wish they went further. It was going to be fun to watch him in the bubble. They didn't have Bogdanovich. Which yeah, is huge. that's huge. He's I mean, seventeen. This he's year. such a competitor. We saw that after they lost, like how hard he took it. Um, so yeah, I'm really happy for Donovan Mitchell, and I'm really glad that he's start. He's like really getting the recognition that he really deserves. All right, number one on the list. I, I figured it out. I don't think it's a surprise to anybody. You want to say who it is? Luka Doncic. It is Luka Doncic. Mr. Uh, Aniston, my girlfriend's favorite basketball player in the world. Really? Thinks she has the cutest butt, and loves his little lisp and the way he talks. Ah. Um, thinks he is, thinks he's a really good passer. That's a direct quote from her. He's a really good passer. Um, he's averaging twenty eight point six points per game. Okay, eight point four rebounds, crazy, and nine assists. And he's doing it on forty eight percent from the field. Do you know what his three point percentage is right now? Because it was sixteen percent for like for like four weeks. Do you know what it is now? Is it a lot better? It's a lot better. Thirty nine, almost thirty six percent. And 76% from the line, which is kind of weird. I feel like he'd be a better free throw shooter. Um, but the only other players to put up 28.5, 8.5, and 9 in a season in the last 25 years are Russell Westbrook and James Harden in the 2016-17 season. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, we, we, we've so. discounted players for their defensive woes, and he has those for sure. But he commits at least defensively. He tries. He's and not who cares guy. even if he is bad at defense. Right. Like, I mean, he has to exert so much energy on the offensive end. I think he's the next GOAT. Yeah. Or in the next guy to really, truly enter that kind of conversation in some way. I couldn't agree more. Or that maybe not like, – maybe GOAT's not the right word, but the face of this era. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was by preseason MVP pick. That's not going to pan out. It, it might, though. That's the thing. It's like it looked really bad at the beginning of the season. Like, we all looked like That's idiots. That's true. Like, we, lo- we looked like we were giving the crown too soon. But, I mean, 28 and a half, 8 and a half, and 9, that's that's dumb. Especially yeah. if they go on a streak. Like, I think they have that in them that they go on a streak. Um, I mean, the only player with a higher usage percentage is Bradley Beal, and he's on the Wizards, which makes we're sense. We're winning right now. Yeah. Um, but, he, I mean, like we said, he got the three-point percentage back up. Um, he is – if not the best passer in the league, then one of the best three, along with LeBron, Jokic, and Chris Paul. I mean, the dude right. is just – he's filthy. Like, he is – it's art when he gets out there. Like, he knows how to orchestrate an offense, and he's only – I didn't even say his age. 21? He just turned 22 years old on February 28th. He's fucking younger than me. Yeah. God, that sucks. I know. It doesn't hurt. Dude, it stings the soul in a different kind of way. Yeah, just Tatum's younger than me. <sighs> God, fuck. I know. It's brutal. But, uh, dude. I mean, it's like, what? I mean, what is there to say? What can I say about Luka Doncic that hasn't already been said? You know? I know. It's like. Put your own twist on it. Uh, let's say uh, Luka walks in and he has got a box mod vape. Does points go up or down? <laughs> he has a. Because I think there's like. I, I, I want to know who Luka is. I feel like he's just like this childish kid that like. 
eats fruit gushers and probably works out like with the same <laughs> trainer that he had in Serbia or Slovenia. I feel like I get along well with him. You think? I feel like he's kind of boring and maybe just eats a lot of Cheez-Its. Honestly, so am I. I don't really do a whole lot. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I don't do a lot. Like, I think me and Luke would, like, be, like, good friends in the sense that we could, like, just kind of hang out. I just want to know how he behaves in the club. Probably doesn't go to him. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, what would he be like in a club atmosphere? Like, he should be Probably like thriving. me. Just find somebody that he knows and just stand there. And talk to him. And if someone, like, walks past walks past and dance, just do, like, a little, yeah, ooh. What and up? then be like, please walk away from me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too high to be here. I want to go home. Yeah. I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was watching mid-90s again. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like he's going to find another, like, all of these, these goats, like, like Michael had it where, you know, he faces the Pistons and he realizes, oh shit, I have to get ripped, right? Yeah. LeBron faces the Celtics. He's like, I got to go to Miami and I'm already ripped. I got to add a post game, and get a better jump shot. And right. Let me call Hakeem real quick. Yes, and let me. I have to go against the Mavs two three zone. Okay, I'm gonna shoot forty percent for three next year. What's Luca's? Like, is it lose a little bit of the belly? Is it get bigger I hope pecs? Not. Do you want him to get ripped, or do you like the Dude, Pillsbury Doughboy that he is on that? Him floor? being ripped would be so scary for every other opposing team. I think I've said this before. I like when NBA players have a little bit of a gut to them because they're more <laughs> relatable. Yeah, no, the Harden thing. Like when they posted that picture of him or that video of him a couple of years ago, and he was uh, boxing and he just had like that beer belly. Yeah, dude. Like, I fuck with that so hard. Like, that's I do the, too. That's the best too. look that you can have in an NBA superstar. I don't care about the tattoos, your pregame outfits. If you're a little bit chubby, I'm like, you're a real dude. Boris Diaz, one of my 100 favorite players ever because of that. Like, he literally came out of, like, being a manager at Burger King and won a championship for the Spurs. Dude, him and Pop definitely smoke cigarettes post-practice. <laughs> Without a doubt. But, like, my thing with oh, Luka no, is— Oh, no, him and Tony Parker probably smoke cigarettes in the <laughs> locker room. And, like, tindered. Um, my thing with Luka is, like, at the end of these game situations, like, he does have the Clippers game winner and he had the Celtics game winner. But a lot of the scenarios, it looks like he's really gassed. And I think that if he can just find that next level of conditioning, that's when it's like, uh, yeah, like this this fucker is here. To It'll stay. click. I mean, it's another one that's not like Tyler Hero, but it's like you know, you're 22 years old, you have a ton of money. He's probably eating like bar- like good barbecue for the first time in his life. Mm-hmm. Like he lives in Dallas. Like, oh, he's eating good food. He's eating fucking good, dude. He's eating really good. And I mean, you were, you guys are gonna live in the same neighborhood, so you can hang out. Did I not tell you my buddy Rob knocked on his door last summer? No. I didn't tell you about this? No, I know you've met Buddy Healed. Yeah, so my buddy Rob sold Buddy Healed's house, and he's like, he takes care of his house and whatnot. Um, he, he's like knocking doors. First of all, he knocked Rachel Starr's door. I told you about that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's just like in like a, a nonchalant neighborhood, like probably like $1.5 million houses, which are really nice houses in Dallas and nice houses anywhere, but like in LA, it'd be like a $10 million house or something like that, just for like comparison's sake. And he... He knocks on the door and he like sees like this big dude coming to the door and he's got like a, a tat and like all this kind of stuff and he opens it and it's Luca and he's like telling him about the bugs he's like oh I haven't noticed any because he's not used to bugs at all like he doesn't have any like where they're from like I guess they don't have pest control or anything like that mm-hmm. and so he's like he's talking to him and he's like let me go get my man like my house manager so he goes to get his house manager and Rob's like he's like what 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 the fuck is happening he's like what he's like shouldn't he be in the bubble he's like they, oh they don't go for another couple of weeks and it was uh, just this whole crazy situation he facetimes me right afterwards he's like bro you gotta come here and we go there <laughs> and there's like two dogs outside and i'm like oh i'm not i'm not fucking with that 
I got scared. Were they scary dogs? They were German Shepherds. Oh. Yeah. That's crazy, though. I don't think anybody ever knocked on his war before, which is crazy because there's door-to-door people all over Texas, like everywhere. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the dude is – he already has his iconic moment against the Clippers. He showed us what he could do against the Paul George and Kawhis of the world. And that's big. Like, that that's, that's enormous for a guy like that. Like, he has a supreme confidence in him that is – you know, you can't fuck with him. He is unfuckwithable right now. I mean, he was shooting 16% from three for like the first month of the season. And he said, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just be better at it. And he did. And that's the kind of greatness that, you know, you can't teach. Like, there isn't shit that Rick Carlisle can tell him that he doesn't already, like, probably see, at least on the offensive end. Maybe on defense, but that'll come. Yeah. All right. Is that all we got? I think so. Cool. All right, so this has been The Fro and the Flow. Thank you guys for listening so much. Please tune in to all things Burbs Entertainment for basketball-related news. Make sure to tune in to Run It Back. I believe it will be releasing on Thursday. We're doing Dazed and Confused. Uh, please feel free to listen to the Lady Bird episode, Fight Club. What other movies did we do? The first one was... Um, we did Uncut Gems. Super bad. Or This is the end. This is the end. Uncut Gems, Lady Bird, Fight Club. Damn, we've already done four. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, please tune into that. Uh, rate and review the podcast. Like and subscribe, all that bullshit. Uh, maybe leave a comment. Let's see what you guys have to say, especially about this list. I'd like to hear if you guys have any disagreements with this list. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening. Peace out. Studio executives, my LinkedIn is linkedin.com slash Jack Martin. Thank you. <laughs>